Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Curtelli, and as always, I'm here with Mr. Luca Moya. Buddy, we're doing a late one tonight. It's around, let's say, 11.13 at night. Uh, I just want to say sorry for uh, to all the fans out there. We uh, had a little scheduling conflicts that we couldn't get a show out in, in about a week or so, So, but we're here now. Luca, how you been? It's great, man. Uh, T. Oscar just hit a grand slam, so you don't fire it up. You just missed it by like what, ten seconds? Maybe? Ten seconds. I was just turning on the TV and I missed the grand slam. Seven-two Blue Jays uh, versus the Angels. We love to hear you're that. Rolling right now. You know, I, I think you were right. I think the home field is really. Oh baby. And you went to the game last week. Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. I want to get into that Friday yeah. night. We go down, me and Andrew Dinopoulos, he's been on the show. Everybody knows him. We yeah. go down to the ballpark and just the smell, the the <sighs> feeling, the sights was was unbelievable to take in. And then we're walking down to our seats, pretty good seats, not going to lie. It cost a pretty penny, but they were good seats oh, yeah. right behind the plate, 123. Those are the best. Yeah, great behind seats. Plate, and, yeah. and I just wanted to, to bring up – the Jays were versing the Boston Red Sox, and it felt like a like a it just, it just felt different. The game, like it, it had like that playoff feel or that 2015 Blue Jays feel, um, if you know what I'm talking about. And with it, like just that, this team feels different. And versing uh, the Boston Red Sox, who are one of the teams that the Jays have to overtake to get into a playoff spot, it, it just meant so much more and the Jays they had uh, on the Friday night had that nine run nine run inning where we were just going bonkers uh, me and Andrew and the, all the fans around us luckily we had some some fun people around us so we got to got to like celebrate with the fans it was loud as hell it really didn't feel like 15,000 people and then they go nine and two on that homestand George Springer hits that whole three run home run on Sunday that huge comeback for the Blue Jays I told you, Luke, I've been saying it. Home field is you just have. different. When you're back in the Rogers Center in your home ballpark, your home fans cheering for you, it just unlocks a different feeling in the players. Finally, like finally we're, we're starting. There's a, I'm not going to get too excited, but there's just a, just a hint of consistency happening here. Just, just, just a little drop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And hopefully they can, they can do it. Um, listen, say what you want. Barrios has been phenomenal. Like, I, I, like, whatever. Like, he, he, <laughs> you can't be upset what he's given us. I just hope he resigns. We've talked about that. But finally, man. And it was so cool to see Springer, like, get so hyped. Like, he's fully bought in. We have a World Series MVP on our team. Like, that just – like, just take that in. No one – and my buddy brought up Mezzatesta, actually. He's been on this podcast. He Like, he was the first guy who's actually wanted to come here. Like – all like mm-hmm. the superstars we've had, like 2015, for example, like they were all traded. Like we all traded for those guys, right? Like, or we, we would draft these guys. Like he willingly came to Toronto and he's fully bought in. He's finally, you know, he's not injured anymore. He, he's leading off like you wanted him to. And it's been an amazing decision. He has been phenomenal. It's such a young team, a guy like that. Oh, 
just sneak into the playoffs. Man. Oh, baby. It, it, they, they have to make it. Like, they have okay. to make it. Okay. I, I wanted to get into that a little bit. Like, Springer, of course, heating up in that leadoff spot. Like, uh, there was a stretch there uh, last week where it's like you're watching the game. It's like it was like a guaranteed first inning home run by George Springer. I think he hit like yeah. two in a row or something like that. And he, he was just hitting the cover off the ball. Vladdy's been a little bit, a little slow, but like the Blue Jays have just been on a roll and we'll get into that a lot more. I want to touch on the Barrios trade and uh, Blue Jays management. were taking a lot of flack for what they gave up for him. Uh, Austin Martin and uh, that pitcher, I forget his name right now, but to be yeah, honest, I want to ask all the people who are giving the Blue Jays management flack have you seen Austin Martin play? Have you watched him play? Yeah. Do you give me his stats off by heart in, in AAA? I, I bet you so many of, of those people who are, are angry that we gave up so much uh, for Barrios haven't even seen Austin Martin play. You don't even know what this guy is going to turn into in the next couple of years. He could be a bust. He could be the next AL MVP in the next four or five years. We don't know. But right now you have your Boba Shets, your Vladdy Guerrero Jr., your Calvin Biggios, uh, your Teoscar Hernandez. These are your young guys right now. And these are the guys who are going to be the core group for the next four or five years. And it, it was probably going to take Austin Martin three, four, five years to even make this big league roster uh, to get on this Blue Jays team. And that's why in baseball, you can't really fall in love with prospects unless they're like game changers, like a Bo Bichette or a Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Because if you have a good prospect pool, that's what you do in baseball. You trade them at the deadline or in the off season to acquire guys like Barrios or, 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 or just other pieces to add to a world series or a playoff team. So I don't get the whole the whole argument where you gave up too much for this guy. You haven't even seen these guys play in the minors. You don't even know what they are or are going to turn into. We're focused on the right now because this is the team that's going to win. I just think it frustrated people. And I was a little bit iffy too. Like, I think we both were because it's like Barrios has to stay under contract. Like, yeah. They have to lock him up. After they have this to year. sign him this yeah. season or, or next season or else. He's only they, 27. Like, He's an ace. You know, what more could you want? I think I think the big issue though was number two ranked prospect in baseball. He's going away. Marcus Semyon, great year he's had. He's only on a one year deal. So people are talking about you know how competitive is in the infield. I mean, he doesn't come back. That's potentially where Martin could have slid in. Biggio hasn't really panned out this year. Like they're playing Espinal for for third base. Like he's doing a fine job, but like. Where's Kevin, man? Like, where's he gone? Like, and it's so, I feel like that's a way, like, I mean, you just don't give away number two prospects. Like, Tatis was number one. Okay, number Mm -hmm. one, number two, whatever. You don't see the Padres giving away Tatis. He's number one. You didn't see the Jays give away Vladimir. Yeah, but Tatis came in really early in his career. You know what I mean? I don't think Austin Martin was that caliber of player, and they were saying, like, he doesn't have the pop with the – Exactly. We don't know until he actually – he proves it in the Major League Baseball, and that's one of the reasons why you trade him away because you just don't know. To be fair, knowing the Jays' history – Oh, he's going to turn into the AL MVP soon. Yeah, he's going to be freaking Shohei Otani. He's going to start pitching next year. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. To be fair, though, there has been also, like, Daniel Norris. Like, where is he? No one remembers him. He was the key piece in that uh, David Price deal. I know, but exactly. So you just never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
even the guys who went for the Tulowitzki deal, where where's uh where's Hoffman? Yeah. You don't know. The only guy I was hearing on the on the that's really made an impact in the big leagues is Matthew Boyd on Detroit, who's still yeah. who's still pitching for Detroit. So yeah, you don't really know what's gonna happen with these prospects. No, you don't. And you touched on it a little bit there, Luca, with with Kevin Biggio and uh, and Espinal and the depth that the Blue Jays have. You know who I am so impressed with so far? Reese yeah. McGuire. Oh, yeah. If you go back Thank to God. Sunday, if you go back to Sunday, you could say the 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 the, the big moment was Springer's home, home run. The at-bat before, Reese battled, I think it was like a 9 or 10 pitch at-bat for a walk to get on base to get the, the – for the go-ahead run to come to the plate. And without that at-bat, the game could change either way. But Reese, every time he stepped to the plate in the nine-hole and the eight-hole, he's hitting. Also, you have Espinal. And what's the other guy's name? The other young kid. Uh, Valera. Valera. Andrew was giving – he's like, the whole way down to the game, he's like, why is Valera playing? Why is Valera playing? Who is this guy, Valera? Why is he playing? He comes in, that, that inning where they scored nine runs, he hit two doubles. He started the whole thing. That bottom of the order started the whole thing. And I'm looking, I'm like, let's go for it. I'm yelling. I'm like, I told you, man. I told you. So this depth, even even Kirk, even Kirk has been doing great. He's not that great of a catcher, the throwing and and just like the the mechanics and all that. But he can hit, he he, he hits with the bat. And yeah, Danny Jansen's a great guy behind the plate. But when you're hitting 0.98 through halfway through the season, you you, you need, you can't have that. So I'm good with with the battery either with Reese and a pitcher or uh, with, uh, with Kirk uh, behind the plate. This team's deep. Like Manoa's pitching a gem right now. Oh yeah. He's pitching great. You know, I heard a stat that he hasn't allowed more than four hits in every, in any star. Luca, he has the lowest ERA in the AL. It's like 1.92. I just saw. Like and this he guy... has this certain attitude, like this, like, not, I'm not going to say cocky, but like confident charisma to him. And it's just like, Every time he's on the mound, I get fired up. He's 22. Yeah. You're older than us, so we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's like and what six six, pitching for the Jays. Come on! And if he can do this now, and we you always talk about even with football, like this is his first year, and a lot of baseballs, a lot of analytics, a lot of tape, and the more he pitches in the big leagues, the more exactly. information other teams are going to get on him. But like just having that attitude, like you said, can change the whole thing. If he goes into the mound, not scared, not afraid to attack you with his best pitches, there's no, like, success is just going to come for him. And I think that's what Nate Pearson really needs. And his confidence really is really low. He needs an attitude like Manoa to come on that that mound and say, I'm going to throw 100 past you every single time. You're not touching my fastball. But right now, I think his confidence level is is like, I don't know if it's going to work. How is mechanics going to work? How is my arm angle going to feel? Blah, blah, blah. He's a lot more worried than Manoa. And if he can find that, I think the the punch of Manoa and uh, what's his name? I just forgot it. It's late. Pearson. Pearson. Is going to be great for the Blue Jays in the future. Would you have liked to see Pearson traded instead of Martin? Because we kind of already seen the sample size of Pearson. I don't think I don't think the Minnesota would have wanted Pearson just because of the really. Okay. Well, look at him. He's struggled since he's been in the big leagues. He's still a project. But you don't right know. Now. Yeah, but what, the other two are still too. At least you. Yeah, seen I know. But them. at least there's you don't know what they're going to be in the big leagues. You already seen. Yeah, it's a. We've already seen it's, Pearson yeah. struggle in the bigs, and like I guess his his he's his stock is not really there. Like even Kevin Biggio right now, can't you, oh, you can't trade Kevin yeah. Biggio right now because his stock, where is he going like, to, 
It's like Ben. He's a 25th guy, Luca. Essentially, that's what he's gonna be and end up. He's a 25th guy. Yeah. He's gonna play in the outfield some games. He's gonna play in the infield on on the the star players' days off on if he stays with the Blue Jays. But I just don't think he's gonna be a starter down the road in his career. Yeah. So it. It's tough right now. I like Valera. I like Esmong. They're they're doing great there. Uh, to wrap up the Blue Jays, um, Vladdy's slowing down. You worried at all? He's hitting like three eighteen, three nineteen. I I I think maybe ridiculous for him to keep going like that, but he's still leading like top yeah. three at least in every category. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, I know everyone say oh he's slipping down. He's still hitting like three twenty. <laughs> what else you want? Exactly. His yeah, slow so, is is not is not bad. So I, I I'll, feel I'll like, take three twenty. I'll take three forty two, but I'll still take three twenty. Uh, yeah, I mean you can't three twenty. Probably and he's probably gonna finish three hundred forty five plus hundred RBI. Mm-hmm. So I think over hundred that, that, RBI. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that, like, that's a gimme. Like mm-hmm. gimme. I think you're happy with that. And the Blue Jays schedule too. They got the Angels. They got Detroit for six coming up. Seattle. They're gaining. They're gaining like in front of in the wild card race. So like this month of August, we've talked about it before, is so crucial. And I've been thinking about this too. You know what the Jays are missing that these 2015 and 2016 teams had? That nine or ten game win streak. You know what I mean? Yeah, Remember they had, they had like they had like that year, twelve or something. Yeah, they had like they had yeah. like. They always had like a nine gamer, and then we were always like, "Oh, the franchise record's ten, but they never get it." But they always won like three series in a row, and, yeah, and that's what really propelled them. This Jays team needs one of those like right yeah. now. They yeah. need a nine game win streak to like just go above because I think the the they have the best schedule down the stretch based on the teams in front of them, like Oakland and Boston, and the Rays and the Yankees still have tough schedules uh, to finish out the season. So it, it it's. The Jays are there. The Jays are there, and I really hope they make the playoffs. I won't be upset if they don't because next year, watch out. Watch out in that AL East division because they're going to come to play. If they can re-sign Semyon, re-sign Robbie Ray, and hopefully bring up some guys like maybe a Nate Pearson. Hopefully Ryan Baraki can find uh, find his, uh, his form that he had at the start of the season. So we'll see. We will see. More stuff that we have to get to that we missed over the last two weeks. Kyle Lowry is no longer a Toronto Raptor, Luca. He's yeah. no longer a Toronto Raptor. He's headed to Miami. Uh, the Raptors get Goran Dragic, who doesn't want to be here, and another <laughs> prospect. I think his name's uh, Precious. Yeah, Precious Ochoa, yeah. Yeah, Precious Ochoa. Thank you very much, Luca. So before we get into the like thoughts on Dragic, what was your favorite Kyle Lowry moment? Ah, uh, it's gotta be the championship. I, I I think he stuck with it, man. Like I remember 2013 against the Nets, where he was brutally fouled. They didn't call it. They lost, and you know that was supposed to be like a super team. And now, like from that moment all the way to I guess 2019, he just became the undeniable leader. Not even like for the Raptors. Like he was just. I think everyone around the league looked at him as like that bulldog. Like that's he was he was always compared to, right? Like gave it all out every single night of the four. One of those guys that not everything st- shows up on the stat sheet. 
and he was the guy. I think he's the greatest Raptor of all time. I, I, I'm going to stick by that. His number's going in the rafters. They've already said it. I think the mayor said they're going to get a statue mm-hmm. of him. So that just shows you how highly they speak um, of Kyle Lowry. And do I blame him for going? Like, am I upset? Or, no. I mean, I would have liked the Raptors to get something for him because I know there was a lot of interest at the deadline. Like, whatever, they got these two players signed and trade. Apparently, there's some tampering going on some mm-hmm. investigations happening with that, but I think they respected Lowry more than DeRozan um, and kept him just so that he can finish out, you know, his Raptor career towards the end of the season. But all in all, I got nothing bad to say about Lowry because he was the leader of the team and you can say what you want about Kawhi, but I don't necessarily know if they win that championship without Lowry. Oh yeah, totally for sure. They, they, as much as Kawhi was that, that main star there, Lowry was, was behind the scenes. He, he, he almost like not handed the the team to Kawhi for that season, but he was he he's like we brought this guy in to win, and that's what he's like. He accepted after the they fact. traded his best friend too. Exactly, exactly. And we thought that him. was gonna there's gonna change the whole concept of the Raptors. Is this gonna work with Lowry and Kawhi? And obviously it did, yeah. and it ended in a championship. My favorite moment moment with uh, Kyle Lowry is just pretty much a lot of the games he played where you saw that that look in his eye that bulldog mentality, like you were saying, Luca, like me and you were not the biggest guys. Lowry was never the biggest guy out there on the floor, a six foot point guard, but he still played harder, better, and with more heart than pretty much everybody on the floor, every single night, taking charges, uh, making big shots, getting in the lane, all that kind of stuff. And and it was just a pleasure to watch him uh, throughout these years. And he got it done bringing this city a championship. I'm excited to see him on Miami. Oh, very much, especially with the, the moves they made. They added Oladipo, Butler, Bam Adebayo now. They have a, a veteran point guard in Kyle Lowry, a championship caliber point guard in Kyle Lowry. Thank you, Chris Paul, for uh, making that happen for him. Yeah. Um, Drogic doesn't want to be in Toronto. Do you see him staying here long term, or do you think the Raptors are going to move him? First off, I don't know why all these Raptor friends are so butthurt. Like, he's 35 years old. Yeah. Raptors aren't really in the best position to win right now, I don't think, especially when you got those massive teams in the East. Like, the champion is mm-hmm. in the East. You have a super team in the Nets in the East. It's tough. I don't think they were – I'm not saying – do I think – I think Raptors will be better. Do I, th- I think they can sneak into the playoffs. I think they're better than what their record showed last year. But do I see Drogas there long term? I mean – if they want to trade him, they could trade him. I don't know about these rumors with Siakam. I trade Siakam right now. I, I've told you how much I, mm-hmm. the money he's making and what I see from him. It just doesn't add up for me. I would package him and him and Dragic go to Sacramento and let's let's make a deal. That's yeah. what I would do personally. But he stays or he doesn't stay. I still think he's he's fine. He's thirty five years old. Whatever. Van Vliet's gonna take the reins eventually. Can't be upset with him for not wanting to be here. The comments are a bit stupid because he really doesn't hasn't done anything in his in his career, so he probably could have said something a bit different. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame him for not wanting to stay here when he's thirty five, doesn't want to be in Toronto. Have your reasons or not yeah. for not wanting to be in America or whatever, or, or in Canada. Sorry. Yeah, and that, I think that's I can't blame him. I mean, what yeah. he said was dumb. Like the way he, the context was stupid. Because I just don't think anything. why you have to say that out loud. I know. You know what I mean, like, why don't you go, go to Masai and Bobby West? They're yeah. behind the scenes. Say like, all right, let's work something out here where we both of us can benefit from this. You yeah. know what I mean? Now he has the whole franchise, uh, the fans vilifying him because he said he doesn't want to be here. He, or he really said, "I want to go." 
I don't say he doesn't want a beer. He just doesn't see himself here. Like, come on, Which is whatever. Like, what does that do to the guys in the dressing room now when he shows up first day of training camp? Like, this guy really doesn't want a beer. I know he's not going to, like, he's not going to not play or, 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 or really, like, what's the word? Um like, like he won't perform. Obviously, he's gonna oh, do. Yeah, he's gonna do do his thing. He's gonna play hard. He's gonna play. He plays for the Raptors. That's what he said. He plays for the Toronto Raptors for the time being. I heard today. Um, I don't think it's real. I think it's all just rumors. Maybe him to the Mavericks, but I don't see that working out for for the Raptors. For Doncic, maybe. For, yeah. Yeah. For Doncic, <laughs> exactly. Imagine. Imagine that. So they like, just uh, police But them. he's he's Sylvanian. He's friends with Doncic. Is he really? Yeah. I heard that oh, today. Okay. They're, so they're friends go, yeah. with Doncic. Um, that would be good for the Mavericks to get Maybe they that. get Porzingis. Oh. Yeah. Por- I, and then, then I heard, too, a- Porzingis and Doncic aren't really on the same page either. But then you kind of have not like the same player, but like with Stiakum. Like, I don't really know the fit there. But. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't, they, they I, it was just stand. rumors. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, I don't they see him. I don't see him staying here past this year. I do think he has a little bit of value. I just say, think he's a trade deadline. Know. If the Raptors are out yeah. of it at the trade deadline, you move a, like a, a a veteran point guard at the deadline to a to Happens a team that all wants to make a run. And first round picks, picks NBA or nothing. Nothing, to man. Team, Throw them out. Here's my they first did, round pick. Take yeah. my first round pick five years from Lottery now. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You know, exceptions, all this stuff. He's probably going to get traded for a first. I, he probably shouldn't be, but <laughs> the way these picks go in the it's NBA, the NBA Toronto's going to be picking number one because of Dragic being traded probably. So, I don't know. I think he's a good player. Though. I think throughout his career, he's been a pretty good player. He goes a little bit under the radar. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's like a you know, an elite point guard, but he, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty good. You can get he, it done. You can get it done. He's Speaking right. of first round picks, Luca, Scotty yeah. Barnes. Yeah. Was yeah. he your pick for the Toronto Raptors yeah. at number four? I thought they were going to go songs. I think everybody did. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> did. <laughs> but it's just typical of Toronto to pick a guy like that. And I don't know what's going on with my lights here. Yeah, but, what's uh, going on there, Luca? I don't know. I'm having a I feel like there's going to be a murder come out of the background. And yeah, just... I don't know. I got to go fix this. But I think <laughs> a person, you, you, when they pick them, I'm like, like of course, Masai would do something like this. Pick a Draymond Green kind of player that he thinks that has no shot but is great defensively, could develop him into having a shot. And albeit, the Raptors have done a great job in developing draft picks. So I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to do that now. Still a good player. Should he have gone over Jalen Suggs? I mean, time will tell, but Suggs is pretty good. Like he's, you know, I thought pretty- Suggs was going to be like that guy, like your guy. You know what I mean? Like the only way a Raptors team, because we're in Canada and we're in Toronto, are going to get a, a, a big type player like a Jalen Suggs could grow into be is through either the draft or you got to trade for him like they traded for Kawhi. You're not going to sign one in free agency because I don't think a lot of big-name players want to come to Toronto. So when they didn't go Suggs and they went Scotty Barnes, I was like, ah. And I just knew it, eh? I was looking at Adam Silver. I'm like, this guy's not going to say this guy's name. But I'm like, Masai Ujiri is one of the most sought-after front office guys. 
have to trust me. Sometimes managers. you got to trust them. Some guys got to – I don't know. All, all we got to throw out there is Bruno Caboclo. I think that was a, a, Maasai, a Maasai draft pick there. So, we'll, well see what happens. We'll see what happens with Scotty Barnes. He had a good first game uh, in summer league. Not, not too good uh, tonight. So, we'll see what happens with the Toronto Raptors. 23 minutes in, Luca. Also – oh, I also want to touch on, too, Westbrook to the Lakers, man. And uh, – this is why I just hate the NBA so much sometimes. That and baseball. Don't like just guys getting tossed away for nobody. Like Scherzer and Trey Turner, the Dodgers. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Like, Come on. They yeah, just but get baseball, angry. there's no salary cap. So I can see why I just pay for your World Series. But like, what? Like, did you? I saw a tweet where it was like the salaries of all those guys on the team. Like, LeBron's making 36, Westbrook's making 36, Anthony Davis making 30 something. Like, Westbrook's like 40. Yeah, it's they're making stupid know. money and they're going to have a bunch of role players around them and I'm like, now you have the Nets in the East and now you have the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, oh my gosh, it's like a two horse, three horse race. That's why I think this NBA postseason was so exciting. Because you have like, got the, the Suns and the, the non-super the Suns, teams. the Bucks, the you know the Jazz kid, whatever the Jazz got knocked out, but you know you you had competition. Like you had the Hawks going to the conference final. They they were, they were up a game on Milwaukee. Like it was exciting. Oh, well, you know you got Westbrook going, which I don't think is gonna fit. But LeBron, I mean, he says it's gonna fit. Says it's gonna fit. I mean, I'm not gonna doubt him, but they. I just don't understand how guys like. I think he's Carmelo the first, Anthony. Yeah, well, th- at this point, it's just ring chasing. At this point, like, that's what like, it is, though. That's D-Wade's what he's gonna come so... out of retirement, and he's gonna come play for the Lakers too. At this point, like, right. and it's so crazy because Westbrook, I think, is the first MVP, if I'm not mistaken, to be traded in three straight years. So. I like the way Westbrook plays. Can't shoot if his life depended on it, which is what the Lakers need. <laughs> so do the math. I don't know if it's going to work. When LeBron was literally your point guard last year and you're bringing in a guy who handles the ball, he just. But listen, I don't see how the ball gets around to those three guys. You know what I mean? Like I Westbrook LeBron is so ball oriented. LeBron James is the best though. player in the league. And then you have Anthony Davis as well. Like, I think LeBron can kind of play with anybody. Like he can, I think also because he's getting older and Anthony Davis is always injured. They needed a guy. <laughs> the, yeah. And Russell Westbrook isn't always injured as well. You know, yeah, but I'm saying like they needed a guy like when those guys are out to kind of control the team. That's maybe why they did it. Cause if they went for like Buddy Heel, like you got to take a shooter, a guy yeah, they needed. Who's the point guard after? LeBron. Rajon Rondo. LeBron, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think LeBron, Rajon Rondo's LeBron. practicing his three ball with uh, Ben Simmons there, if you yeah, saw it on Instagram. Those guys return? are I don't putting know. in the work. I don't know. The Lakers always seem to have something up their sleeve, but yeah. they still need shooting. So we'll see what happens. But see what happens. I love what we always say. That. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we were told um, not to say that, but. Yeah. Time Messi to PSG. Wow. Thoughts on that. Yeah, that's just yeah. I I just don't understand. The whole world's in debt, and this team just continues to buy everybody. And you know, 
it's so sad because my team is in shambles right now, right? Being inter, they just ruined like my whole summer. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I never, and I told you this story. I never buy players on the back of the Jersey. Never. I said, you know what? Any this Jersey, year, like any, like a hockey never, Jersey. Never. Because what I did the next day, Tyler Sagan got traded. So from that day, wow, I never did it. I bought Barella this year, Inter. Very next day, they lose a sponsorship deal. That's fine. Whatever. Hey, that's okay. That's fine. So I'm thinking to myself, do I do it again by a player? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I feel confident because the team told me, not me, they told all the fans, they're not going to sell anybody else. So I went out, bought a Lukaku jersey. What do I know? He's getting sold. The jersey's coming in in, in a week or so. And so when I open that, it's just going to be a slap in the face. He won't even – there won't even be any, like, time of him playing in the New Jersey. Like, he's going to get wow. traded before he can even suit up. Yeah, so I'm pissed off. I know this is supposed to be a little messy. I just wanted to put my my two cents in there. That's like – bro, that's literally like – so in soccer, like, every year they get a New Jersey, right? Like, it's not like hockey. Like, mm-hmm. it's like – the Leafs get a New Jersey, Okay. They're in trouble, whatever. You're like, you know what? I'm finally going to get a jersey. They, you get a Tavares jersey, and then boom, gone. Before he even has a chance to put it on. Wow. That's, that's, that's see, your happened. situation, that's bad. So when How I much opened was that up, jersey? How much was oh, it? Oh, no. It, it was just like – it was one of my – it was like 50 bucks. It was just like uh, – Still, that's 50 bucks. But you'll still, never bro, get back. Yeah, it's and it's, it's like one of those things where it's like I'm already pissed off that he's leaving, and then when I got to open up that package and see him on the back – just gonna hurt it's like the ultimate slap in the face yeah that's a huge slap in the face but Messi to PSG I think it's insane that last year he wanted to leave he didn't leave this year he wants to stay and he ended up leaving he signed like a couple months ago didn't he yeah I think he signed a deal and then they had to avoid it because they're like a thousand billion dollars that's not even a, a number in debt yeah like Barca is like huge in debt they didn't have enough money and he left. And I want to. I want to ask your opinion on this. They couldn't afford his wages. Messi offered to take fifty percent of his deal. Still couldn't do it. You see him at the press conference. He's crying. All that obviously because he's been at Barca his whole life. Like, I'm looking back at it a little bit and saying, "Okay, listen. I know other players could have taken a cut, but if you really, really, really wanted to stay, never going to say take." No money. Oh my gosh, you're asking me that question. Would he play for free? No, not for free, but like 35 mil a year for a 35 year old. Like, I get it. It's freaking messy. He's the goat, but he's crying, doesn't want to move his family, all that. Why don't you just make five mil a year if you really wanted to stay? I'm never going to say to turn down I don't money. Know. I'm just Does saying, his lifestyle what do you fit think? five mil a year? Lifestyle fit five mil. I don't know. I don't think so. This guy's me. This guy's no, this is. So I was money. asked this question too. I was asked that question too. Like, why doesn't he just play for such less money? Luca, he's the best player in the world. I if know. you're the best player in the world, you're going to be paid to be the best player in the world. I just, it's insane. Like, PSG has had the best, one of the best transfer windows I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I was scrolling through today on Instagram. They're, like, they're all the guys sweet. they picked up, like, through the years. I'm like, holy, they've had everybody. Bro, and you know what's crazy, man? This year, everybody was free but Hakimi. How do you get Donnarumma for free? Not for free. They still got to pay wages. 
but it's like signing a free agent. It's like, how do you get him? How do you get how do you get Ramos? How do you get Hakeem? Okay, Hakeem they had to buy. Messi, Wine Aldum. How do they have all this money when everybody's in debt? Because everybody wants to go to Paris. Well, for their honeymoon, so they spend all the big bucks. They hit the Paris. They go watch a you PSG know, game. Their wage bill is half a billion dollars with Messi now. Wow. Half a billion? $542 million just on wages. That's crazy, eh? Soccer and their franchises can afford that much. If they don't win the Champions League this year, I think it'll be like a huge, huge bust. Mm-hmm. Who they won got it last win. year? Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Sorry, I don't keep up with soccer. No, nah, it's it's all good. You can hear but how just, tired we are in our voice. Yeah, oh yeah. It's done. It's almost I'm just, midnight. I'm just trying to like think like Messi to PSG, like it's crazy. Yeah. Him, Neymar, and Bappe, like <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. When I saw that, I was like, the wow. Of course, he goes to PSG, rejoins with Neymar. Going to be good for PSG. And like you said, they better win the Champions League or it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a bust for that franchise. Luca, this was a late one. Uh, was before, a very late one but- before we wrap up the show, we're going to get a, a FC heavy update, obviously. Ooh. I saw you. You weren't. Were you playing midfield last game? I've yes, I've turned it. What happened there? What happened there? Wasn't cutting it up top, and I have to accept my role that you know. Wow. No, but that's what Messi should have done. He's just got to accept it. Good job, Luca. Good job. I'm not even getting paid. You're not even getting paid. You're doing it for the love. I think it was honestly okay. We we struggled to score goals. Like our goal differential, it's been five goals for six against. Mm -hmm. That's, That's that's pretty horrific. Last game, we won 10-1. This is the rebirth, baby. We're coming back into the Did you prime. get a goal at least? No. No. Got an assist, though. Okay. I don't really... Got one assist out of all 10 goals. You have to also remember... Not remember. I mean, you don't know this. We were playing three defenders and nine forwards for half the game, and I was playing center back because I was like, you know what, screw it. I'll, I'll, I'll be Kalini or Bonucci here. I'm not like that. Like, if I have to score, I want to score. But, like, like a couple of my buddies who play defense wanted to score and go up. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, you know, go and do it. I'll stay back. I take one for the team. That's what I do. Well, Luca, I applaud you guy. for that. Team guy, 10-1. Rising up the rankings, baby. Rising up. FC Heavy, everybody. Luca from FC Heavy. I'm Lucas Cretelli. Thank you for tuning in to the L2 Sports Late Edition, Late Night L2 Sports Podcast with Luca and Lucas. Um, this podcast is available on five different platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. I always screw that one. It's called Pocket Cast. Five Pocket different Cast. platforms, everybody. Tune into the L2 Sports Podcast. We'll be back hopefully next week if scheduling permits. Sorry about that for the two-week break. But we're back. Luca, Lucas, I said it 14 times, Luca Lucas, L2 Sports Podcast. Thank you very much and have a good night for the rest of your week.